You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Hey guys, it's Gabe from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I'm chatting with John Ryan from the band Keep Flying. Hey John, nice to see you again. I discovered your band when you opened for Lesson Jake in Baltimore a few weeks ago, and then the next night in Reading, and I really liked your live show. So I looked up some songs on Spotify, and I've been listening to you guys ever since. So can I ask you some questions about your musical career? Nah. Nah, you can, you can, yeah. you can. <laughs> okay. So what do you do in the band Keep Flying? I do. I play the saxophone. I do all the screaming and a little bit of singing. Um, and also behind the scenes, I do most of the work. Oh, do you like record it or do you write it all? Or? No, Henry is our is our Henry who plays guitar and sings in the yeah. band. He's our lead writer. But as far as like the business side of of a band, the same yeah. way any business operates. I'm the one who kind of facilitates all of the um, prep work for touring, for merchandise, for um, rehearsals, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's mostly me. Not that the rest of the guys don't do uh, things. They all do. They all contribute. Uh, but I think because I was a tour manager for so many years for other bands by, by natural circumstance, I just kind of, it just comes very natural to me. So it's like, okay, I'll be the one that does most of this stuff. So you're pretty much their tour manager. Correct. That's cool. So you're the first saxophone player I've interviewed. Uh, so how long have you been playing saxophone? Since high school. I started, uh-huh. off, started off as a drummer in third grade and Funny enough, I had the same music teacher. Uh, she got moved from elementary to junior high to high school as I also moved. So I had her my whole career as oh, a cool. student. That was kind of a rare thing. And uh, I was a drummer. And come high school, I started getting bored with playing timpani and bells. So I asked to switch. And she said, well, you could. I, I said, I'll play anything else. And she actually said, how about Barry Sax or tenor sax? We could use another sax. If she never suggested that, I would have never started playing. Have you been in contact with her? Yes, I see her all the time here. When I'm on Long Island, because I go back and forth between Long Island and Nashville, I'll run into her. Uh, now we're friends. Now we're, that I've been, I'm older, she's like a friend of mine. Um, and she still won't accept any credit for giving me the saxophone in my hands. She still like tries to brush it off. And I'm like, you understand that if you didn't give me that, tell me to play saxophone and you put me on French horn, then maybe I wouldn't be playing in bands. Yeah. Kind of, kind of very thankful to her for choosing. Yeah. Saxophone. She could have chose anything else. She could have chose oboe and then I would not be playing in the bands. Yeah, I'm happy she did, too, because now Keep Flying exists. I agree. I tell her that all the time, and she don't ever want to take credit, but she's the main reason why. Yeah. Also, how long has Keep Flying been a band? 
Keep Flying started in 2016. We we put the first record out called Follow Your Nightmares, and we immediately wow. started touring. Like they, it just kind of happened really quick. It it kind of came together on the end of Henry's old band. A few people in the the original lineup, a few people had bands at the time that were kind of becoming defunct. And it kind of all was like, okay, well, we all want to still make music. So why don't we just do our own thing with like a super group kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, and that was it, 2016. Follow Your Nightmares, four songs. And when we first started on the road, we actually used to play some of Henry's old band songs, plus those four songs, plus covers, because we didn't have enough songs. So, but we oh. wanted four immediately. So we were just like, well, we'll just play anything. Yeah. So my favorite Keep Flying song is Interstate. Yeah. For those not familiar with Keep Flying, what song should they look up? Um, I think a good current song that encapsulates uh, a lot of our sound might be one song. That's hard. Because you, as you know, we, we kind of we kind of move around on the spectrum. Different types. Yeah, I would say if, if, if Late Reply, which is oh, track yeah. Survival, I think that that song is a good, like, in between. It's got the fast part. It's got the mid-tempo part. It's got the horn, uh, separate horn uh, parts with no vocals. I think that's a good, like, accurate representation of the band. Um but funny enough, the song that's been connecting with people most the last year has been Surviving the Night. I think it's because oh. I give the speech before that on stage and it comes very natural from me and it's very genuine. And I think that people uh, people like go home and listen to that song and, and, and like read the lyrics and go, OK, I, I'm in now. Interstate is our favorite song to play live, though, because... We get to go extra crazy during that one. And yeah. people that don't know are usually in shock. They have no idea what's happening. They, they go, excuse me? They got horns up there. The trombone is playing the, the horn part into the two-stepping breakdown, and people don't understand what's happening. And they're screaming their faces off. Correct. Like, Correct. Um, We're going to see you on uh, January 5th. Oh, Philly. Yeah. That's going to be a good show, I think. The promoter told me today, actually. He emailed me an hour ago and said that he was excited about the show and that the turnout feels like it's going to be good, which makes me happy. It's actually our first It's our first time back in Philly since before the pandemic. Uh, last time we played in Philadelphia was 2019. This is 2023. It's like a long time. And that's sad for our bass player, Chuck, because he lives there and we just – can't ever play shows there. Finally, we booked one. Yeah. Hope you play Interstate because that's on. What do you you think we're not playing it? No, I hope you do. Oh, we're playing it. We might play it twice. <laughs> um, also, um, you're playing with uh, Don't Panic, right? Yes. Uh, you and Don't Panic both opened for Lesson Jake. And Correct. I met, and I saw them both. Correct. Here's. Fun fact about Don't Panic, the bass player of Bowling for Soup, Rob. Yeah. The singer of Don't Panic is his brother. Oh. Their brother. So Bowling for Soup takes Don't Panic on tour. I think they brought him to Europe as well. 
Um, but yeah, Rob and, and Ted are brothers. And Ted, another fun fact, Ted is somebody you might want to put on your podcast one day. Ted's also a booking agent at a company called TKO. And he books a lot of uh, old punk bands, like the books, the Ataris and Mest and uh, Alien Ant Farm. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I'm not Rob. familiar with any of those. Yeah. It's probably not for you. You might think that stinks, but um, uh, yeah, no, he, it's cool. It's cool that he's still trying to make it as a musician um, while also working in the music industry as a booking agent, helping other bands live, live their dream, which is, I, I find very cool. Yeah. So what's your favorite place you've toured in with Keep Flying or any other band you've been in? And what's the most obscure place you've played? My favorite place with Keep Flying uh let's see here i would say chicago oh nice our, our friend nina used to be the promoter there and she still books here and there but she used to book at these diy like super underground punk hardcore places that were like you could fit 80 people in there maybe floor show no stage and we've wow. played crazy shows there um with really cool bills and that's always been a blast most, most obscure place keep flying ever played was a place you've never heard of because no one's ever heard of it called coos bay oregon which is on the coast of oregon all the way west nowhere uh and we played there with a band called home safe and kayak and young culture and it was the most bizarre it wasn't really a venue they had cages up there I don't know what was happening. It turned into a dance party club right after. There were no real people there. A uh, couple people drove from Portland, but it wasn't really that much of a... It was just a bizarre thing, and I knew it was going to be bizarre because when we announced the tour, that was the number one question asked in the comments was, where the heck is Coos Bay, Oregon? Who what do you mean you're playing this place? I just looked it up and it seems like it's nowhere. Yeah, you're right. I've never heard of it. No, you, and you never will. You look it up on the map and go, what? Um, as far as my favorite place ever with any band, uh, Auckland, New Zealand is my favorite place. Whoa. in the world. And I've been very fortunate to have gone there a few times with music. Uh, awesome. If you're an outdoor person like me, you, you just get, the mountains are 20 minutes away. The best beach I've ever been to, Piha Beach, is 20 minutes away. The city itself is awesome. You know, you can walk. Um, Rangitoto Island is like a, an inactive volcano. You can take a ferry there. It's Whoa. Every, Everything is very close instead of like here in the U.S. where if you want to go to the mountains, like the Rocky Mountains, you got to go all the way to Colorado or Utah. Or if you want the swamps, you got to go all the way down to New Orleans or the Panhandle in Florida. Everything in New Zealand is all very close together. And huh. it's also the beautiful, most beautiful landscapes I've ever seen. So, yeah, I really man, want to go to New Zealand and Australia. You've never been? No, I, I haven't. I haven't been outside the country, but I am going to uh, Japan with my mom. That's amazing. And also uh, London with my dad. That's going to be great. Yeah. Japan, amazing place. You're gonna, your eyes are gonna open wide. You're gonna, I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's, it's crazy. 
I'm sure. Like it's um we're yeah, we're going to Tokyo and it just uh there's this I want to go to like temples because yeah. Japanese you can't go to Japan without going to a Japanese temple. You can't. Right. You're okay. gonna read signs for some of those temples and you're gonna read what year the original building was built and you're not gonna be able to understand because it's at least for me the first time I went over there thinking about the United States of America and how new it is like thinking that it's old and then going over there and seeing the how long ago some of these structures were built it's like so much older that it's hard to understand and comprehend wow yeah you'll see you'll read it it's like I couldn't really comprehend some of the dates it's like how would how how also, uh, when you went to Chicago, have you ever seen the Chicago Bean? It's a giant statue of a bean. Of course. I want to see the Chicago Bean so bad. You will see it. You will take the photo in the reflection, and you will you will remember that day. Because I need to see cold. the bean. That place it's is so damn cold. It's freezing there. Even in the summertime, yeah, it's cold. Because it's like it's up north. Yeah, and they got the wind tunnels. It's the same with me. I have to go into Manhattan today, and I'm I'm gonna be miserable because the wind tunnels. Oh. So cold out. Yeah. So, what was your first concert, and how old are how old were you? My first concert was Weird Al Yankovic. You ever heard of him? Of course, I have. All right. Uh, I think I was seven. I love uh, the song Amish Paradise. It's ridiculous. That's a classic. That, that's a great song. And now R.I.P. Coolio, right? I think he passed away. Um, um, Weird Al, this this is a part two of that question you just asked, but you didn't ask me this, this part. But I saw him first when I was seven, and I've been seeing him. He's my most seen artist since. Oh, nice. I, seen him more times than any other artist um almost every tour he's done since i was a kid i've gone i've picked up merch every time i got a pile of shirts in the closet from every tour Uh, and it's still so fun and fun funny for me and makes me feel really good Um, that's why i like going i got to bring my mom with me a, a couple tours ago she brought me for the first time and i got to bring her back like 20 something years later and that was a really fun thing for me because my mom was in hysterics, crying, laughing at the show, which made me feel really good. Wow. Um, my most seen artist is definitely uh, Hot Water Music. You know? Wow. Do so, I know? Oh, of course I do. Okay, good. I think I saw him like nine, nine times, I think. They're a great band. Nine times in one year and also nine times at all. Because I'm I, nine times a year, all right. Just insane. I like hot water music because they they pick and choose the things they want to do, show wise, tour wise, and festival wise, and you can tell they genuinely they ch- chose that. They they're they're, yeah. they're doing it their way, which is something that I really like and admire. Any band who does it their way without kind of without feeding as much into the business and the industry side of things it's it's nice to see that because i mean 
I'm, either you know or you don't, but it's not like that for every artist, you know. It just yeah. isn't. Chris Cresswell is uh, going to be on here, I, I think, sometime in January. Hey, he he does double duty now, Flatliners yeah, and... Flat, Flatliners and Hot Water Music. My first touring band used to play with the Flatliners in the early days a lot. We used to play in Buffalo together or North Tonawanda, New York. Um, and uh, it's cool to see that they are still here and doing the yeah. thing. They I love they're like uh, old, fast ska songs. Well, that's the stuff they used to play all the time. I've seen them like, tw I've seen, no, four times. Four times, twice at a fest. And I saw them once at the fest. No, twice at the fest. Sorry. Once at the church in Philly. And they played uh, once in D.C. So I saw them four times. And, um... They didn't play any of the old songs, unfortunately, but they did play they a lot of that, other great songs. Are they doing that right now, though? Are they doing like free tour? Uh, it was, I think it was like November ish. It happened already. Yeah, it was like I think it was like late November. Are they do? What was that for? The first record? No, or it what? was just um, it was just uh, just a tour, After. a little like four day tour. Yeah. But Fest wasn't on that tour. It was a different tour. Yeah, I've seen that they have a Denver date, I think, next year in February and like some Western Canada. So, I, I you know, it's cool that, that they're still doing it, you know. Um, Me and my mom, uh, and, no, me and my mom and my dad, we flew to Denver to see Modern Life is War and Hot Water Music play two shows. That's cool. It costed us like $1,000 or something crazy like that. But you pay for it? Hell no. <laughs> Uh, so what are some well, who, of your, oh what who did <laughs> so what are some of your major musical influences major weird al that that really is one of them i know that i don't nice. make music like that but yeah they're not similar but no but because like the work ethic is, is he, he's been doing it for so long and 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 he's been doing it his way and he's still up there having joy and i think he's i think he's vegetarian uh and i know i don't i don't think he drinks and like Ooh, that's that's, awesome. that's a big influence for me as somebody who doesn't drink or do drugs and i'm vegan um and look at him he looks so healthy and he's older so it's like i look up to that you know um, especially with putting on a performance. He also is somebody who puts on a performance. He does the big high kicks. He runs around on stage. And I look up to that. Um, some other ones, um, uh, Mike Patton, like Faith No More and Mr. Bungle. Mike Patton is another showman. Uh, he puts a show on that's crazy, which I, 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 as far as like performance, I look up to a couple of these people who, you go on YouTube and you watch these crazy live shows from 99 or 2001. And that's what I try to do with our show. I try to do things that make people like they can't stop looking because we're just moving so much on stage. Um, as far as musicianship, uh, it sounds a little corny, but I do look up JR from Less Than Jake, you know, 
I Who? feel like I feel like he's the older brother I never had. Who? Uh, Jr. from Less Than Jake, the sax player. Oh, nice. I feel like he's the older brother I never had. Um, he's only ten years older than me, and he he's up there, and he says these things all the time to me. He's like, I'm just I'm just happy to still be able to do this. I'm just happy that people still come to the shows, and um, I really look up to him. And Angelo Moore from Fishbone. You ever heard of them? I've heard of Fishbone. I just don't know anything. I just don't really know the band. I've just heard the name. Angela Moore plays multiple saxophones and does a lot of the vocals in the band. And and he's crazy on the stage. He he puts on an incredible wild show. Huh. Um, and that's another person I look up to. And and I would say um far far the other end of the spectrum, but Converge and Poison the Well, because those are two bands that I grew up loving a lot. And yeah. again, I've heard the name. I just don't really know the band much. When I was when I was younger, the Converge shows were so crazy, and my friends would all get injured at the shows. Like their noses would be broken from the pit. It was just really shocking and jarring for me as a kid. But then, like as I got older, I understood like this was people like having fun. Um, which, which, which I like, I'm not a violent person, but I do like, you know, people getting into it. Um, uh, and then <clears throat> Poison the Well was another band like that, that I kind of like was handed their first CD and I was like, whoa. And I listen back to that record now and the production is very interesting choice of production, but, um, the snare sound is crazy. Um, but, um. They used to have crazy shows as well. I really, I really love bands who put a show on. Uh, it, I've seen so many bands in the last 10 years that just stand there or they don't do much or they've gotten older so they physically can't do much. And it's harder for me to get into it if I don't, it's harder for me to put energy out if I don't feel like any's coming off the stage and vice versa when I'm performing if I'm not getting, if the crowd's just standing there, it's harder for me to perform because I need that. I need to like trade the energy in order to, you know, I got to at least see someone singing or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, That's what made uh, me like you guys. You guys don't just stand around and you did weird things like take like a, a what was it called? Uh, magicians use it. Mouth coil. Yeah. You put mouth coil and put it in your mouth and the trombone player did too yeah a little weird you know what i'll tell you this this is this is no secret but it's it's uh you asked me some of my influences another big influence of mine is professional wrestling i know that that's not music but i grew up watching professional wrestling and a lot of what some of the wrestlers do in the ring i try to emulate on stage a little bit because i always wanted to be a wrestler i did it and then i stopped because i started pursuing music and a lot of my friends kept doing and some of them are now signed wrestlers indie wrestlers which is really cool uh and and we share we share ideas with each other uh and the same thing with talking on stage it's like i watch a lot of these wrestlers cut these genuine promos um on tv and i'll be like 
I'm like, I'm going to use that line or I'm going to use this, or I'm going to, I'm going to take influence from that. Um, because they're very, they're very similar worlds, uh, you know, professional wrestling and, and music, indie wrestling and, and, and unsigned band music is very parallel. It's very, we're all trying really hard for, to make it getting paid nothing and need to put our, put everything out there, put our hearts out there and, and basically destroy ourselves in order to get four people to care. And, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still loving doing it. It gives me, it gives me great peace when I go to sleep at night that I chose to keep creating music. Yeah. Even if no one cares, I don't care. I used to worry about it. I don't care anymore. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And if it's not, well, at least, at least I can go to sleep knowing that <clears throat> we did it our way. You know, I care. I know. And that, that, that's the thing. It does, it does start to happen. You're, you're yeah. new to the team. It's nice, you know? And you that yeah. was only because you were going to see less than Jake. So hopefully, hopefully these bigger bands keep wanting to take a chance on us and keep taking us out on the road. And then we get to play for people who have never heard of us. And maybe yeah, that's, that's, that's how you get big. You play yeah, with big bands and then like uh, people like me hear you and, are like whoa that sounds good and then boom you have a fan we have a new song coming out on this next record we have a record that's done that i there, there are two songs on there that you're going to really like but there's one you're going to love it sounds like comeback kid like i love comeback kid straight up sounds off of uh, off of wake the dead um imagine if like the horn part was the lead guitar part and it, it, I'm screaming all over the track. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to get so these songs. So it's like uh comeback kid, but with horns. Correct. Nice. Okay. I'll I'm definitely real. check that out when it comes out. Yep. So should be, I mean, it's going to be next year. We're going to start, we're going to start rolling the record out uh, in March with singles, but that song will be out like a little closer to the summer. Yeah. So who is your favorite band to see live? Besides Weird Al? Um, yeah. Do you know a guy named Andrew WK? I think. He has the song called Party Hard, right? Yes. Okay, yes, I do. Maybe not so much now, but from 2001 until when he really started, you know, popping until like you know 2012 at least those those first 10 years his shows were a insane party it was just wow. everybody pitting circle pitting all different kinds of people together because Andrew it's really hard to put Andrew WK in a genre somewhere so those shows were some of my favorite shows to go to uh currently I would say, you know who's doing a great job right now? Have you heard of a band called Drain? Uh, no, I haven't. They're a California hardcore band. And and they are, I mean, they've, they've been touring nonstop. I think they've got a pretty big year for 2023. But they're like, they're a super fun, positive PMA 
uh, hardcore thrash band. The lead guitar, the main oh. guitar player. I think actually they only have the one guitar player. He's like a thrash metal guy, but their singer, this guy Sammy, he puts the show on the same as me. He's up there in the small shorts. He's running around. He's getting everybody hyped up. People run with boogie boards and they dive into the crowd. They wear these shark hats. And it's awesome. It's 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 super fun and everybody's like having a fun time. I would say that's my we got to open for them in Montreal uh in October and it was one of the most fun sets I've seen this year. Nice. It's like not just the band, but the, the people who come to see Drain live. Everyone's coming to have fun and like laugh and have a good time. The um the shark the shark part that you said it kinda gives me flashbacks to Dead to Fall at Burns Fest. Did they do that? They had giant shark inflatables. I had a shark water gun that I shot people with, and I wrote and I crowd surfed on top of a shark. Right. So they similar kind of vibe, like similar idea. People just like still it's hardcore, and people are like moshing and pitting, but also like laughing and having fun. It's lighthearted. Like no one's getting really hurt. Everyone's having like a good yeah. time. Which like, reminds me of the old days. It reminds me of. You know, some of the other bands were, you know, when I was younger. That kind of, like, reminds me of, like, hard, hardcore's, like, whole vibe. Like, from the outside, it kind of looks like everyone's, like, mean and they're, like, fighting each other. But in the inside, it's actually, like, really nice people. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's really funny how it, things have changed so much, but it used to be across all the genres it was like that, like seeing saves the day used to be the same way it was the same people different oh. totally music but it was like everyone was having a good time whenever they'd play shows at no barricade everybody would be stage diving um those are my favorite memories of a band like that and, and then also again a different genre but this old ska punk band catch 22 same way they used to have a mixture of like ska ska kids hardcore kids because the band members of that band were mixed 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 musical influence people as well which is the same as keep flying you know i know that you talked to our guitar player dustin he's yeah. like an old hardcore head he loves lifetime and bane those are yeah because um i saw his like a uh, watch it had the straight edge thing on it yeah he's straight edge he still wears the x watch personally i have my my original x watch and i i stopped wearing it because i don't want the band to break i've been nervous about it so it's it's here but him, Peter, my drummer, and I, all three of us, we're, we're all three of us still straight. Yeah. Are the rest not? Henry, Ricky, and Chuck are not. No, just the three of us. Half and wow. half. 50-50. Nice. But yeah. Rick, Ricky, Ricky doesn't drink. Chuck barely drinks. Um... Nobody does any real drugs. Like, that's not, like, a thing in our, in our world. Nobody parties in our... It's not a thing. Like we're all adult people. Like, no, we've got jobs. We can't. We can't be goofing off here. Yeah. Wait, which one? I know. I know. Um, you're uh, John and the other guitar. Uh, one of the guitar players, Dustin, with the straight edge watch, and then the one that sings is um Henry. Right? Yep. Yep. And I don't. Which one's Ricky and which one's Chuck? Ricky is the trombone player, and Chuck is our bass player. Okay. And then Peter, the guy in the back, he's the drummer. He's the one. He's also straight edge, and he's the one who's always in, like, Iron Maiden shirts or, like, 
Yeah. He's been super into, I mean, he always has been into like thrash metal and, and things like that and, and hip hop and rap too. Oh, very diverse. Yes. He, that's kind of his, his world. I mean, he still likes all the stuff that we like. He just doesn't listen to it as much as we do. He listens to other stuff, which is good. Nice. It's nice when we get in the van because it's always, we're not listening to the same thing. And like, sometimes somebody puts something on that none of us have ever heard of. And like a couple of us will be like, yo, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, If you could tell your 11 year old self anything at all, what would you tell him? You want the real answer? Sure. I'm going to get I'm going to get serious with you for a minute even though you're 11 years old. If I could tell my 11-year-old self anything, I would tell him to not uh I would tell him to not hold such a grudge against his father. Okay. Because I didn't talk to my dad for a really long time. And my dad has now passed. And Why did you not talk to him? Well, he wasn't the greatest father. And um, I had to make a decision at, when I got a little older, a little like a, an older teenager where I, I, I couldn't really have somebody who was causing me that kind of pain from his alcohol habit in my life. I'm sorry about that. You don't have to be sorry. It's okay. I was able to, I was able to have, you know, closure with my father when he was on hospice, when he was passing away and he did end up passing away from alcohol poisoning in his, in his organs and his brain. Sadly, he never really escaped, escaped his, um, his disease. But, um, I wish that if I could, I'd go back and maybe tell my 11-year-old self to not be so quick to, to that conclusion. Yeah. I, it is what it is, but I'm giving you a real answer right now. This this got a little serious for a moment, but I read the questions earlier when you, when you sent them, and I was like, that's the truth. That is that is that is exactly the one thing that I would go back and say. I'm sure there's plenty of other things that I could say too, but uh, that's the one that maybe would make a difference. You know. Sorry, we got cut off for a moment, but yeah, let's get back to this. Okay, so anything you would like to add before we wrap it up? Yeah, I would just like to say you asked some great questions today. And for normal, it got me thinking, and I'm super grateful that you guys came to see Les and Jake and that you got there early to see our band. So I like to say two things. One, I think that if you're a supporter of live music, um, I'm not going to beg you to get, get to a show early, but I do think that it's important that you consider getting to a show on time because yeah. you never know when you're going to see an artist that you never heard of that you blows like? you you never know. So maybe especially post pandemic, like everybody's struggling. We all are, but like, you know, at the very least, if you could show up early and, and check out all the bands, I know that when 
keep flying headlines. I watch every single band that plays. I, I go and make sure I watch at least a couple songs while I'm running around doing what I have to do. At least a couple songs of every band that's opening. Um, and two, I think it's super important that all of us continue to dream and find the time to do the things or the thing that we want to do uh, and not just the things we need to do. Um, as we get older, we do have to prioritize things, but I, I feel that there's always a way to make both work, find a way to still be able to do your hobby or your music or your art or your craft or your sport or whatever it is that makes you actually happy in this quote unquote new world that we're going into. I just think with, you know, with, with everything happening in the, in the world that we, we need to be kinder to ourselves and we need to do the things that we, that are going to make us actually have joy and want to get up and go to bed at night knowing, well, I had a pretty good day today. So make sure that, make sure that you just find the time to, to, to live your dream, at least in some capacity. Otherwise, what are you doing? Just getting up and going to work and going to sleep and paying the bills and then getting up and going to work and pay the bills. That can't be, that can't be life. That can't be. Yeah, shows make me feel like that. They're so much fun. The best. Oh, for me too. Live music. It's still. If if I if I wasn't still so in love with it, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So, you know, I I you know. Yeah. So need it. Yeah. Thanks to John for joining me today, and thanks to all of you for watching or listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Until next week. Bye. Who's next week? I don't know. All right. Bye.